Welcome back to another episode of Athletic Insights. Our episode last week featured Brandon Prophet, a local hockey player who decided to take the OHL route. Well, today we're joined by another former Brockville, Brockville Brave, Clark Saunders, who took the NCAA route. Clark, if you don't mind, would you uh, take a quick moment just to introduce yourself to the, to the young listeners? Yeah, uh, my name's uh, Clark Saunders I'm from Brockville, Ontario. Uh, my mom, uh, mom and dad are, are Pam and Dave, uh, Dave Saunders, um, spent, uh, you know, all my life there. I grew up, I was born and raised in Brockville, Ontario and, and, uh, played for the Brockville Braves and, uh, went on to, to play NCAA and, and, uh, currently playing professionally in, in Europe. So, yeah. And you're in Poland right now. How's that treating you? Yeah, it's uh, it's actually pretty good time. Uh, this is about the time of the year that the weather starts to change. It starts to get a little warmer. I think it was about eleven degrees outside today, so I'm not gonna <laughs> not gonna complain about that. Uh, it's just uh, playoff time. Playoffs start uh, week tomorrow, so uh, yeah, I'm gonna be pretty busy here coming up uh, coming up pretty soon. Busy and exciting. Yes, Clark, very you, excited. Very excited. Would you mind taking a minute here to? You mentioned you grew up born and raised in Brockville, like myself. Yeah. Could you just go over what your youth sports experience was like? What kind of leagues you were playing in, and, and when you started to realize that uh, <laughs> hockey was something maybe that you could take a bit more serious yeah. and have yeah, a, career, a career uh, in it? Uh, it's going to make me feel old, but uh, actually, the Cyclones were not around when I was growing up. <laughs> um, it was the Rito St. Lawrence Kings, it was just double A hockey. Um, so I played uh, I played double A hockey all the way from minor Adam uh, all the way through. Um, yeah, I, I had some great experiences. Uh, fortunately for me, my dad was my coach um, a lot, uh, or at least involved. At, you know, if he wasn't coaching, uh, he was certainly wasn't the coach every year. Um, but I had some, some great memories, um, you know, <laughs> in Spencerville and Prescott and Cardinal and, uh, um, yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. And how did the goalie thing happen? Did you just pick out the pads when you were four I, years old or I, from what I understand from my, my parents, uh, it was certainly about the equipment. Um, I have to be honest, no idea uh what drove me to be <laughs> be a goalie especially with my you know my size it's good now um you know goalies are starting to become a lot bigger but i think back then it was kind of more the athletic small quick kids which i am certainly not um uh yeah i think i think man it was probably probably the pads that drove me to to want to be the to be the goalie fair enough and those are not cheap so uh Young no, lad, make sure you want to be a goalie before you pick. Yeah, that's uh, that's a great uh, great point. Um, you gotta gotta respect the parents of goalies. I know I I certainly appreciate my mom and dad. Um, like you said, it's not cheap, and and the money they spent on on those things, I don't <laughs> I don't even really want to know right now, to be honest. No, you don't. Um, so I did a little bit of research just before we hopped on the podcast, and like yep. you're a guy that I've been lucky enough to chat with a few times, but I don't yep. know too much about your experience as a hockey player, obviously you're a couple years older than me. So yeah. um, it looked like you were on the Braves from 2005 to 2010. So you, you had a five-year career there. What was the the process there from being drafted to coming in as a rookie to eventually 
in your last two years, having like uh, you know, 900 save percentage and, and like yeah. just very good stats before you headed off to the, uh, the NCAA. The, my career there was kind of up and down, to be honest, in junior. Um, I was never certainly what you'd call like a stud or a stand, standout. Um, you know, I got drafted and, and uh, Giller kind of took over around that time. Uh, Todd Gills, right? Kind yeah, of yeah. took over around that time. And uh, he was really patient with me. Um, I kind of thought I deserved to be there earlier, um, you know, being a young young player. But I think that was probably the best thing for me was actually to go to the Athens Arrows uh, when I was about 17 to 18. Um, was really hoping to make the team that year, and I didn't. Um, but just development-wise, um, you know, it's it's almost like uh, not on the same level. But when you're when you're almost good enough to play in the NHL, but they kind of bury in the minors for a little bit and and uh, make you earn your way. Yeah, it was it was very similar. Um, went to went to Athens and had a really good year, and then was uh, was really ready. Had a pretty decent rookie year. Um, second year was okay, but uh, the my last year we were. You know, we had the Fred Page Cup, excuse me, and we were a super strong team, and I was able to to get a scholarship for that. So, you know, if if any young kids are listening, it's just uh, you know, obviously you want to play at the highest level you can, but at the same time, you are where you are, and be patient and make the the best experience you can of of, of your situation. And you had mentioned wanting or having felt that you deserve to be on the Braves maybe a year or two earlier, how did yeah. you deal with that challenge at the, like when you were 17, 18, did you kind of have a negative connotation to, towards it? Or did I, you see it as a, I think at first, you know, you're a young kid and, and you're, you don't have all the experience and the knowledge. Um, no, I was a little, I was a little mad at, at Todd, to be honest, and, and thought hmm. that, you know, I should be there. I'm a hometown kid, et cetera, et cetera. But at the same time, I think pretty quickly, I, I just said, well, let's let's make it uh, let's make it my goal to make sure that I'm going to be there next year, and they have absolutely no no choice not to take me. Um, and I thought what I did with with Athens, and it, I ended up having a really really fun year and, and a great experience. So yeah, um, yeah. If my advice is just you know accept your position. Uh, you're not uh, you're not the coach. You're not the GM. So we got to kind of have to accept where you are and, and your situation and, and kind of go from there in a, in a positive way. For sure. And it sounds like you took it as a challenge and, and you just kept going at it. Yeah, what was your, sure. uh... you know, absolutely. Absolutely. I, I like I said, I, I kind of made it my goal to, you know, make, make sure that I made the team next year with no, no questions and, and um, you know, just play as well as I can. That makes sense. And, you know, with the Braves, was there one challenge that stood out or was, was that the main challenge, just getting there and then once you were there, it was smooth sailing? Um, I think the main, the main challenge or kind of goal, I would say, was I, I really wanted to play college hockey. I, I actually, uh, to kind of elaborate on the story, I went to uh, Kingston's camp, the Frontenac's camp, uh, after my season with the Arrows. And, uh, you know, I, I, it was actually probably to this day, <laughs> my best camp I had, they had two returning goalies. And, uh, I think, I think there was about six or eight goalies at camp 
um, you know, the two, the two returnees, myself, and I think five invites. And, you know, both those guys were going to plan on coming back. Um, unfortunately, this was so long ago, I forget their names. Um, but, um, yeah, they asked me to stick around, and I and I kind of had in the back of my head that I, I kind of wanted to go the collegiate route. Um, so yeah, that was kind of my my uh, my goal at my goal at the time was to play play college hockey. And I would love to go more into that now that we're we're, yeah. we're on that topic. So, did you know right away that you had minimal interest in the OHL, or did you just have a personal preference towards going to school? Uh, I think I realized with the help of my my dad who was a teacher which probably had a lot of influence on it um that uh the development in american college hockey is a little different you have a little bit more time uh to develop um you know i knew i knew i could play uh junior a in brockville or wherever it happened to be brockville but wherever you can play until 20 um, you got a lot of time to develop, you go to college, you know, 20 to 24, and then you turn pro at 24 and you're really ready to kind of, you know, get thrown in there. Um, with the OHL, uh, I don't think, I don't think that was a good decision for me. I don't think I was quite ready enough to be on the, on the radar, um, with NHL scouting and et cetera. Um, so yeah, that was kind of my, my plan, my plan from there for there. So when you decided to go NCAA, what was your recruiting process like? Was it long and drawn out or short and sweet? Um, it was interesting. It it was long, it was long and drawn out. I actually, uh, like I said, I had a pretty decent rookie year. Um, at the time, uh, CCHL wasn't necessarily on the radar of a lot of good schools a lot of strong programs in the u.s um so i ended up committing to a division three program in norwich uh, my first year but said um you know i'm not going to come right away i'm going to kind of wait and and play out my you know like i said i got i got three years uh, two years after that sorry um, to try to get a Division One scholarship, and that was kind of my my real goal was to play Division One. Um, and I think, uh, yeah, well, if you look back, I guess it kind of kind of worked out. So did you did you start at Alabama and then transfer to North Dakota? Yeah, it was. Um, I don't know how long you got time for this podcast, but what a crazy story! So I, I committed. We got to time. I'd love I'd love to hear it. Okay, I, so I committed to Alabama actually in the playoffs of my 20 year old year and uh i was super excited but at the same time it was kind of a weaker program i norwich was a great program in division three but like i said i really wanted to go division one I. I thought i could play there um i thought it was best best course to go to to get noticed and etc you know and just play it you know, everybody wants every athlete wants to play at the highest level and that's pretty understandable um, so I ended up going to Alabama Huntsville on a very weak, weak team. I think, I think we only won a handful of games in two years. Um, but my second year, I was having a really good year on a weak team. 
and uh, the president of our school uh, died suddenly. You know, just really weird and sad story. And uh, our school ended up cutting all the sports programs that were losing money, and we happened to be losing money that season. So under a very weird rule, I was able to uh, to transfer. Um, so I had about, uh, you know, I was talking to some teams for about three weeks. And uh, again, a really, really weird situation. Aaron Dell, who's now in Buffalo, decided to turn pro. And uh, he was at North Dakota. So they kind of wanted somebody to come in who's had a little bit of experience. And I had played two seasons. And, uh, you know, just for the basically out of pure luck and unfortunate event with the, the president, that's, that's how I ended up at North Dakota. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Pretty crazy so story, actually. That is, yeah. I'm, I'm, that's not necessarily uh, advice, but yeah, what, that's a very interesting story. Just about yeah. like what what can happen at the next yeah. level. There's just so many yeah. variables and so many uncontrollables. Okay, yeah. um, back into my research, and I, I uh, saw the different leagues that you were able to play in. So you yeah. played Junior A, um, which is now the CJHL. Was that the ECHL before, or is that a different league, the ECHL? The ECHL, like when I turned pro, you mean the first three seasons? Okay, so that's a pro league, Rockwell. right, right, right. So you played for the ju- you played junior A, you played in the ECHL, you played yep. in the AHL, and you even yep. won the MVP in the Polish league, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah, my first year uh, I did. Can you just talk to us about like the different uh, the jump in levels, I guess, for a, from a goaltender's perspective, and then just a little bit about the uh, the MVP one. Uh, yeah, so I'll start in the ECHL where I started off. Um, the ECHL is. Uh, is quietly a pretty good league. Um, you know, I think, I think if I'm not mistaken, there are close to a couple hundred guys in the NHL at the moment that have played some games in the ECHL. Um, so it's not too far fetched for guys to come out of the ECHL and make it all the way to the NHL. Um, it's, it's a league. Uh, a lot of guys are, getting traded and on very short contracts coming in and out. Um, you know, guys just really trying to make it, really trying to make it. Um, so it's kind of week-to-week type of thing. Um, but it's a fun league, uh, a lot of really fun spots to play. Um, I was fortunate enough to play on a, on a good team. Uh, we were kind of always, you know, in first or second or, or something like that. So I, I really enjoyed my time there. Um, it took me three years to get a call up to the American League uh, in San Jose. Um, I got called up for about oof, three or four months. Yeah, I'd say three months, I think. Um, only played a couple of games, but uh, that was a great experience. You know, you're, you're, one, you're one step away from the NHL. Um, yeah. It's wow. funny. I was actually talking to my dad. You know, I think it was about last year. And uh, – Roughly half the team, give or take, at the time uh, in the NHL was was playing with me and uh, or sorry, I was playing with them, I should say, in, in the American League. Um, so it's a great league. Um, you know, anybody that you've ever you've ever talked to or, you know, it's uh, it's great. It's a lot of fun. It's it's super, super competitive. Uh, a lot of very talented young players. Um, so, yeah, I played there. 
Um, and then uh, after the season, I didn't really have anywhere to go. I didn't even really have a place to go back in the ECHL. I, I wasn't going to go back to San Jose, so I decided to go over to Europe. And uh, it's pretty hard if you're not European to go to a top league right away. So I ended up going to a very small town in a very small country in uh, Yesenice, Slovenia. Um, one of the best decisions I've ever made. I, I absolutely loved it there. Um, yeah, it was, it was just a lot of fun. Uh, the hockey was okay, but very competitive. They loved hockey. Their fans were awesome. I uh, played there for two seasons and then ended up coming to Poland uh, with a Slovenian coach. Who, who I knew uh, at the time. And then, uh, yeah, I came to Poland and had a, had a really good year, my first year, and, and was lucky enough to, to win the MVP. What, a, what an amazing story, just like from a guy from Brockville. Like, I don't want to call you a kid because you're older than me, but just someone from Brockville <laughs> getting, uh, getting like the big, the big league dream. Like, of course, you didn't play in the NHL, but you, you could taste it. You were right there. So Yeah, um, yeah, for sure. I, I actually, uh, I remember saying to my friend, my roommate in university, actually, I said, I'm going to play one game in the NHL. That, that was kind of my, my goal, you know, just to say I, you know, I got there. Um, unfortunately that didn't, that didn't happen, but, uh, the, uh, result of chasing that dream has been just amazing. You know, I've lived an awesome life. I've got to see, you know, I've lived in like Colorado, California, Slovenia, Poland, Brockville, Alabama, you know, I, I've kind of been all over the place and really got to experience life. So I, uh, I feel very, very fortunate for, for my ride here. You had mentioned you got to live your dream there. So um, what was the why behind your dream? So like what was pushing you internally to do all the uh, extra training, the hand-eye, the little stuff that maybe you didn't want to do, but you clearly were doing it um, because of how far you got in your career. Like I don't mm. even have to ask you if you're doing the little things right. I can, mm. you, can, you can kind of tell me maybe what was uh, internally driving you. I think maybe a little bit of a cultural influence from from Canada. I mean, you, you know, you're you're an athlete as well, and and uh, whatever sport you decide to grow up in in Canada, it's hockey, football, golf, basketball. What you know doesn't matter. You just you wanna you start playing, and if you really enjoy enjoy what you're doing, then why not chase that? Why not uh, pursue something that you enjoy? Um, you know when you, you get a little older, we all realize we got to go to work, right? We got to support our family and, yeah. and stuff. So why not, um, why not do something that you love and, and that you're passionate about? And I think that's kind of my why. I mean, I, I wake up still to this day, you know, obviously I have my days where I'm not feeling a hundred percent. Um, but still you get to go to the rink and, you know, hang around the guys and, and have fun and the, you know you play a bunch in front of thousands of people it's it's just uh it's just a fun life and i think that's the why i, I think i i really enjoy it and i don't really have to question um you know my my purpose and why i wake up in the morning so i think that's that's kind of why it's amazing great answer um two two part question for you here. yep um, what were you, what was your like base routine and habits kind of as you were in your junior, junior A years and your, uh, NCAA years. And then, uh, second part to that question is if you were to like develop, let's say like a training program for a goalie, 
what percentage of time should they spend? Say like, uh, you know, they should be doing some weight training. They should be doing some balance, some hand eye, you know, some anticipation training. What maybe breakdown would you say there? Because I see a lot of young goalies who are maybe doing like so much weightlifting, which is, I mean, great and better than nothing, but is there, uh, maybe something that they could do as a specific skill position in, in a different, in a specific sport. Do you know what I mean? That could no, maybe make man, their training a, more effective. Yeah, that's a great question. I have a really good answer for you. Um, oh, great. <laughs> I, uh, my, my thought process when I was young, like junior young, <laughs> that's bad to say now, but junior young, um, was I was going to outwork everybody. I was going to be in the best shape. I, I, I said this when I was like 18 to about 22. If I'm in the best shape on the team, there's no way that I'm not a good goalie. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I was, you know, like you said, lift. I was lifting too much. I was getting too strong, too big. But that was just my mindset. Now, I think, I think part of it, it's really beneficial to have that mindset, but the physical, uh, the physical toll it takes on your body might not be the best course of action. So to answer your second part, I think a great balance between, uh, you know, obviously you have to have some strength, uh, but I think the, the, most important part would be agility and mobility. I have become super interested and involved in mobility. I spend, gosh, <laughs> let's, without exaggerating, let's say about 90 minutes uh, on mobility. Now, given that I am, you know, I am 32 and I certainly maybe a 20 year old doesn't need to do that as much as I do. Um, but I, I think the agility, um, some reaction time, I think there's some great drills out there. Um, but I, I would, my advice would be get into mobility, get obsessed with mobility when you're young. If you want to do this for, for a living, if you want to play for, you know, how old am I? 32. He's, 20, 20 years, <laughs> no, more than 20 years. You want to play for more than 20 years? Um, yeah, I, I, my, my advice would be get obsessed with mobility. Learn as much as you can. Um, get a trainer that's um, um, equipped with the tools that will help you. So I think that's, that's my number one advice. Thank you. It's a great piece of advice. And we have a young lad here who uh, was the number one overall pick in the CCHL draft last year. He's a goalie. Great. He's already six wow. four, and you know he's a multi-sport athlete. Growing up, we're really mm-hmm. excited about him. So th- this podcast is basically for him, and obviously whoever else can pull from it. But I really wanted to get some of that, uh, those answers for him checked yeah, off. I mean, so I appreciate that. Uh, the The tough thing, what the tough thing is, I'm sure he's mobile, or any goalie, not you know, not just him, anybody. I, I'm sure they're mobile, and I was at twenty. But if you don't. Um, hammer down those habits when you're young, you know, they can kind of tend to creep up on you like they did with me. And then all of a sudden I was forced to just spend so much time on mobility. 
And uh, yeah, I think if you can if you can create those habits when you're young, they just come second nature to you when you're older, and you know you just enjoy it. It feels it feels good to feel mobile, you know. Yeah, I agree. I'm 27, so I'm starting to really feel the the loss of mobility. I also tore my Achilles, which doesn't help, but no, it defi- definitely, definitely yeah. stay on top of it all. Yeah. Um, all right, so I'm almost done stealing your time here today, Clark. I got a couple no. simple, a couple more questions for you. Yeah. Um, what was your favorite goalie growing up, and why? My favorite goalie. That's an easy question and a hard answer. Uh, Roberto Luongo. Okay. Um, I've actually tried to mold a little bit about my life not necessarily goaltending around him um i just thought he was the coolest guy you know he was having a good time um not necessarily the best at anything really um but he always just seemed to get the job done was really in the moment um his teammates loved him which when you get old, you, you kind of realize that, uh, you know, being as being a goalie kind of it kind of helps to have your team really appreciate you and, and like you. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, they want to play for you, want to block shots, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so I love that about him. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I, he, he certainly was my favorite. I, I just I just enjoyed that he he wasn't he was never the best if you watch him, he was just never the best, but he'd always, he'd always find a way. And, and I really appreciated that. Um, I actually got to, uh, to meet him very short period of time in Florida, which was kind of cool, <laughs> kind of cool to do. So that is super cool. Yeah. And then the last thing I have for you here, what advice would you have? I mean, you could maybe do two parts here. Advice yep. for a goalie who's, you know, on, on track to do some special stuff and then just yep. general advice for athletes who are trying to accomplish some of the things that you've accomplished. Well, I mean, if, if they're on a fast track, I don't necessarily have the best advice to be honest for them because I had, you know, I was kind of just hanging around and, and, uh, I got kind of lucky, but if, if you're, uh, an athlete that's maybe not the best at your in your age group, um, like I was, um, you know, just be patient. If it's something that you really want to do, uh, if that you, if that you think you can do it, if you can truly believe that you can do it, um, then just you know, pick a guy that you think is better than you, or people think is better than you, and outwork them. Do do little things better than they do. Um, care a little bit more than they do and eventually you will be better than them and i think that's kind of what i did like i said i was never the you know the stud or or certainly was never um on a fast track to to stardom and i just decided that this is kind of what i wanted to do and i really enjoyed it and i just tried to be better than and then the guy next to me, and then all of a sudden, I kind of was. So, yeah, that's that's my advice. It's a great piece of advice. Are you home this summer by any chance in July? Uh, early or late? <laughs> I'm home early July. Hey, so this is what I'm going to say. If you're home or, or any point in July, uh, we're starting our hockey academy. It's something I actually mentioned to you years ago at uh, yes. the, the Dragon, if you remember. But uh, Yes. We're finally getting that going. So if you're here and you want to step on the ice and work with our goalies, hey, we'd love to have you out. We I would, uh, I would absolutely love to come out, my friend. Okay. Well, hey, I really appreciate your time today. 
This was season four, episode two of Athletic Insights. Clark, thank you so much for your time, and we're out. It was my pleasure.